at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, there is also, by the way, there is also, by the way, rugby tonight. The Bulls are in France. They play against the Lyon at 10 in the in the Champions Cup. They did beat them in the first match. I think it was 42-36 at Loftus. Uh, but they've made wholesale changes to this team. Uh, but eight changes in all with Nizamka coming on as the captain. Rowan Nortia starts on the bench. The Sharks play tomorrow. They are up against the uh, Harlequins in England. Uh, they're already through to the last 16 of the Champions Cup. Um, the Lions are playing in, when are the Lions playing? I think in the early hours of tomorrow. Or they're playing tomorrow against, against Worcester in the Challenge Cup. I've mentioned the Stormers already. And uh, who else am I missing then? I'm missing the Cheetahs, obviously. Because everybody forgets about the Cheetahs. Uh, but the Cheetahs are playing POW on Sunday in the Champions Cup. So that is some um, rugby action to look forward to this weekend. But let's welcome and congratulate the new coach of the Proteus Test Team, Coach Shukri Conrad. Coach, good evening and thank you very much for being able to take our call on SAFM tonight. Good evening and yeah, thanks uh, for having me. It's great to be able to chat with you. Thanks, Coach. Has it sunk in yet? How has this week been for you? <laughs> it's been a whirlwind week. I, um, yeah, it, it, it's, I think it's, it's starting to sink in. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's uh, a crazy couple of days, I must, I must be, be honest. But um, also a time to Start connecting with some of the key role players going forward. So, um, yeah, very exciting times. And how's the reaction been from the family, coach? Because I would think you've come full circle now with your old man playing first-class cricket during the days of racial segregation. Him, they must be proud of you. Very much so. He was he was probably the last of the family to that I told. Um, because if I told him any earlier, I mean, his excitement levels would have gone through the roof. And <laughs> I don't think he would have been able to contain himself, you know. But he's a proud man. Um, and yeah, and all in the family, everybody's really proud and excited, and uh, also as, as, as I am looking forward to the exciting time with Layer. Wonderful. And what more can you tell us about Dicky Conrad? What kind of a cricketer was he, and how far was he able to go with his cricket and break boundaries during those days, coach? Yeah, look, Dicky's story is quite an interesting one. Um, he, he played, uh, he captained uh, the Western Province cricket. Uh, board, uh, which was in the Sackler's fold, um, back in the bad old days uh, in the in the in the apartheid era, um, and yeah, he was he was a hell of an opening batsman. He was a hell of a cricketer. Um, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, he would have played for South Africa, but you know because these sometimes those stories are a bit far fetched. But if things were equal and everything was what it is like now, he he would have got very close. Um, yeah, and then he, he ended up uh, getting banned because he went to watch a game at Newlands when when the uh, uh, the, the the players in the in the sack box fold wasn't allowed to. So that ended quite acrimoniously, and he um, he was then banned and uh, ended up going to to play on the on the other side, being the, the let's call it the white side, if mm-hmm. you want. Um, and it, but it, the, look, it came late in his years and. Um, he, I mean, the little bit of that I saw of him, I remember Garth Lerou had, had just come back to the Kerry Packers series, and I watched him in a club game mm. where Dickie and a young Graham Gooch would uh, come here to play in Cape Town, took Garth Lerou and Neil Lotter and Gary, the late Gary, beaten part in a club game. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, you, I mean, if I was half as good a player as he was, then I would have been a very good player. So, yeah, um, 
And he's a he's a quiet old man. He just goes about his business. He loves cricket. He absolutely loves it. And we we quite a closely knit. We're not quite. We are very close in the family. And his dad, he's he, my late grandfather, also played cricket for Western Province. You know, so it's like a, um, you say full circle. It's almost gone double round. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's uh, that's fascinating. Clearly, cricket runs in this family. Then, coach, and for you, how do you reflect on your cricketing career? Because it's clear where you got it from on your playing career. Yes, look, I mean, my playing career also um, as a schoolboy played on the wrong side of the tracks, played on the on the on the white side as a schoolboy, made all the provincial teams, played SA schools um, with Daryl and Clive and Alan Donald and Gary Kirst and those guys. Um, and then in 1985, I attended Teachers Training College, you know, in Cape Town, and, and the 85 uprisings and that uh, obviously made one rethink um, and things have got quite uh, stressful around the house because of where I played my cricket. Mm. Um, and then I made the decision to, to go come come to the, the non-racial um, Western Province cricket board fold um, and played, played club cricket and provincial cricket there. And at Unity, I was still playing, um, played a couple of games in the province B-side. Um, but by then, I'd, I'd during the, I think the ship had almost sailed, you know, uh, in terms of the cricket. I'd lost quite a bit of ground and um, was a qualified teacher in teaching. And I, and, I, and I always knew that the next logical step was for me to go into coaching. So I've experienced uh, both sides of the, of the divide when it was a divide, and I also experienced unity. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm well equipped to, to navigate and traverse whatever uh, obstacles might come my way. Uh, and I was about to say, you've also coached at every level here in the country. Probably the most experienced coach that we have at the moment, even went to Uganda. I mean, how has this coaching journey been for you then, coach? Because you've clearly paid your dues here too. Yeah, it was, I, was, I was still playing and I, and I did a stint in, in Holland and in England playing and coaching at, at clubs and at a, quite a big uh, uh, private school in, in the UK. Um, and, I, and I come back to England and out of the blue, one day I got a call from, from someone at, at Gauteng Cricket. In fact, uh, my wife had taken the message and said, well, someone from Gauteng Cricket called. And I'll never forget, it was a Monday afternoon and the Wednesday I went up for an interview to coach the the Gauteng B-side and the Friday I was back up in Joburg uh, uh, starting to work, you know. Um, and I spent seven seven years in, in Johannesburg and that's really where it started. And I'll, and I'll, ever, I'll be ever grateful for the opportunity to... Guys like Barry Saltammer and Alan Curry and Ziggy Wadvala, Ken Rutherford, and all the guys that had uh, um, supported me at the time in this coaching journey, and obviously all the players that I'd come across as well. Um, and then the opportunity arose to come to, to, to coach the Cobras because I felt that, look, as any coach, you've got a shelf life, you know. Mm. And it was never about coming back home to Cape Town, it was about what's the next stage in my, in my coaching journey. and. At the time, the strikers were struggling, um, and I think I, I did a very good job in turning things around there. And similarly, when the Cobras were struggling, we, we managed to turn things around here as well. You know, so mm. <laughs> maybe it's a, it's a, it's a, it was meant to be that when when the Proteus side was struggling, I, I found myself <laughs> in a position to turn things around again and. Uh, yeah, so that was really my coaching journey. Spent a bit of time in Uganda as well yeah. when I, after I got fired at the Tobas. 
funnily enough, got fired after he won the first class competition. But yeah, be that as it may. I mean, these things happen to coaches. You, yeah. know, you only get two types of coaches those that are fired and those that are waiting to be fired. So, uh, yeah, in Uganda was was interesting and, and, and eye opening. Um, I love. I mean, I still got very good ties with the with the uh, Ugandan guys and Lawrence Maklani is coaching the national yeah. side there. So I mean, we we in conversation every now and again as well. And the support that I've got from the Ugandan people uh, once they heard about the appointment was also be magnanimous. So yeah, and then yeah, came back um, after Uganda, came back into South African cricket by coaching mentorship uh, role where uh, when Jacques Fall was, was CEO at the time, interim, him and Corey Fonseca got me involved uh, in mentoring uh, young coaches in the system. And then uh, got the opportunity to to, to to run the National Academy, which I did for six years. Where, and that has really placed me well for this position because every player that's currently playing in the, in the national side would have come through the National Academy at the time when I was there, bar maybe Kemba and some of the older guys, Dean and those guys, but mm. every of the other young, younger players, uh, Kakiso was the first guy that uh, I'd come across at the National Academy. He didn't stay there very long because I soon realized he was way too good for academy <laughs> level and, he, and moved him onto the national setup very quickly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then it's under 19 when Graham Smith took over. He felt that he, he needed to get that system done. I did that for two years, and this was going to be, yeah, my, my third year with the, with the under-19 side. But then comes uh, the biggest job of them all, you know, and, 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 and the job that when you start, you always wanted it. Um, there are times when you, you probably think, well, it's not going to happen. But thankfully, you, you, you just sold it on, you know. And, and it's, to me, it was never about coaching to, to win, and, and it was never about me and, 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 the, and the rewards that you get. It was always about wanting to make systems and cricketers better. Um, and sometimes good things come to people who wait. I've waited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, coaching. you've really waited, Coach, and um, you've really paid your dues, like I said. You you, you mentioned um, your time at the Lions or at the Strikers at the time. Oh, you mentioned that you played SA schools with Daryl Cullinan and Clive Exton. I'm interested to find out, would you have coached them at the Strikers? Correct. So my, uh, the very first uh, practice I walked into, um, I was coaching the B-side. Yeah. Uh, for the first three years of my seven years up in Joburg, I was coaching at the B-side. And you know what it was like? At the time, there was a big trust to get uh, non-white coaches into into the the, 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 the creating opportunity, mm. you know, those sort of things. And very often you'd, you'd walk and people would think, oh gosh, who's this coming in here now? And when I walked in at the net, it was like, like a reunion because there was Echoes and Daryl and uh, guys coming across and welcome you and open arms and like really making you feel at home there. And the rest was history, you know, the players soon knew that all the, the this is someone who knew what he was about. Um, and that's where the, the, the coaching thing started for me. Uh, and like I mentioned, I'll, I'll, I'll always be grateful to guys like Ziggy Wadwala and Barry Schulte and uh, Alan, Alan Curry. Curry. Mm-hmm. He backed me to in a big way and uh, yeah so um, that was that was my first uh, steps in the coaching uh, sphere yeah and you coached the likes of Grant Smith because what a lot of us remember about your team at the Cobras coach that one um, what, what was it was it the Pro 20 where you beat Pro the, 20 at the time, you yeah, beat the yeah. Eagles you, you beat the Eagles in the final in the final you had 
eight players of color in that team. Something that is unheard of in SA cricket. I remember the likes of um, Gibbs, Dumini, Rory, Henry Davis, Justin, I think. Venon was also part part of the team, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, ourselves. So, yeah, look, I mean, I was was always worried about creating opportunity and getting the best players out of the park and nothing's changed, you know. Um, So, you just go on and get on with it. Yeah, and and what kind of cricket will be will you be looking to play, coach? Because the DOC we spoke to him on Monday, and he was saying he wants you to take the team to another level. Yeah, look, I think um, my my philosophy is always favoured one of being brave and um, calculated, smart, um, yet um, doing all of the fundamentals correct. You know, so. I mean, people describe me as an old, old-fashioned guy with modern ideas, and I think that's that's spot on. Um, so, um, obviously, if, if you look at the game globally and where it's going, if you test cricket, and this is not another, I'm not jumping on the on the England baseball bandwagon, mm. you know. Um, it's always been the way I'd like to play cricket, um, but you can want to play the brand all you want if you don't have the players to match that then you it means very little so for me the, the key thing is going to get the characters and talent we've got in uh, in heaps you know we, mm. we've got talent to burn in our country so and the good thing with my experience having been at the National Academy I know the characters of these guys as well so to get the characters to match the, the, the philosophy and the brand you want to play um, it is not going to be a, a, a reckless, uh, um, crazy brand. Some people might think it, it sometimes borders on that. But mm. I think ultimately you want be, and, and, and the product, cricket as a product, I think is in, has been in trouble for a while now, you know. Um, and, and people have been crying out, this SF20 league has just shown that people have fallen in love with cricket again and we just want to continue with it. So we want to play an attractive band, uh, but ultimately, look, you've got to win. That's what it comes down to. Um, at, at national level, it's not about developing players. It's it's not a finishing school. You've got to get out there and win. And if I can get those top players that we've got, and we've got top players, if I can get them buying into how we want to play, and I know they will, um, look, I'm expecting uh, great things from them. Yeah, And I know a lot of people who are giving you praise for winning the Division 2 title with the under-19s um, um, in, in last season. And you didn't even mention that. Uh, but they were talking about the brand of cricket that was played by that under-19 team. Um, obviously, it's a different format, but is that the kind of cricket that you're looking to play because they were brave, those boys? Yeah, brave. You know, brave, brave is one thing, but you, you, you've, you've also got to be smart. You've got to be a, my, my philosophy is a simple one. You, you assess the conditions you play on. Uh, and whatever the conditions are, you've got to match your game with, you know. So if the conditions are tough for batting, well, you've got to tough it out. If the conditions are batting friendly, well, you can't stand around there blocking and, and, and going at three and whatever runs and over. You've then got to put bowlers to the sword. Um, similarly, on the bowling front, if you, we always want to look for the opportunity. So as a batter, where's the opportunity to score? As a bowler, where's the opportunity to take wickets? And... If we constantly um, drill that into our, our, our players and, and get our players to understand it's not only about the potentially what can go wrong, because I think some South Africans sometimes we can be very uh, uh, um, 
humble and we can also be very conservative in how we do things because we're scared of what if things go wrong. Um, and I'd just like to change that narrative slightly and say, well, oh, what if it goes right, you know? Um, and I think um, now's as good a time as ever to, to embark on that journey. Okay, great. For those who are just joining us, we are catching up with the new coach of the Proteus Test Team, Coach Shukri Conrad. He will also take charge of the ODI squad for the three matches against England starting next Friday. Uh, we've got a few minutes left. Let's just hear from some of our listeners, Coach. Evening, Tabiso. If I may ask Shukri, what are his aims of picking up-and-coming youngsters for the national team? Because we have seen it, teams struggling like New Zealand, Sri Lanka, now India struggling because of selecting old players. So what are his plan of getting guys like Rickleton and other young up-and-coming players? Because we need to... Um, good evening, Tabiso. Good evening to the coach. He's got a very big challenge ahead of him. Uh, but congratulations, coach. I think one of the reasons why our test cricket has dropped over the years because we always look at the pipeline. You look at schools cricket, there's no longer time cricket played. Even declaration cricket these days, it's hardly played. Um, that for me is a big concern where even at schools cricket, there's no declaration cricket, there's no uh, time cricket. Even calls cricket, you know, academy cricket has been was scrapped this season for those boys coming out of school. There's no calls cricket for those boys. And now on top of that, you've only got seven first class games per season. So the standard for me has dropped from the pipeline right through to the professional circuit in domestic cricket. Evening, Tabiso. Yeah, congratulations to the coach there. I have one question. Can you ask the coach, is he willing to bring in uh, former players in to assist him with the betting? Because I think we need someone who has international experience. Uh, someone like Jacques Callis, someone like Eshwal Prince, someone like Hashim Amla. Okay, thanks for those. Um, coach, when we spoke to the DOC on Monday, first, uh, he said that he will leave it up to the coaching staff to decide on your backroom staff. What's your thinking there when it comes to, to, to backroom staff? Yeah, so look, I mean, uh, the listeners are, are spot on uh, with all of their comments and, and the questions there. Um, so on the backroom staff, um, I'm, in, I'm in conversation with uh, a few guys and, and hopefully we can uh, get that over the line soon and I can make the announcement. With regards to our, our, our backroom staff, yes, we want guys that uh, would have experienced that in the heat of battle, but you also want guys who, who understand coaching. You know, so having played at the top level is completely different to coaching as well. So, but yes, I'm definitely engaging um, players, former players that I feel can add value, um, and hopefully, like I say, in the next week or two. We can announce that, and uh, and then we can start uh, start working. Um, pre the, the caller prior to that, also with with the with the cricketing system. I mean, it's spot yes. on. We um, look whatever the the reasons were. Um, at CSA level, that's that's above my pay grade. Um, and and look, we, we understand that the the belts were tightened, and, and um, you've got to then cut your your according to your cloth size and but yeah enough is together with with the ceo they're working tirelessly behind the scenes to make sure that we get more content or our saa team needs to start playing 
at schoolboy level, we need to get tours for the South African under-19 side. Uh, we need to get more content for the, for the protesters side as well, you know, and, mm. and, and look at our structures. A part of my job is going to be um, working with guys in the structures at the first-class level um, and, and getting a slightly higher-pressured environment um, at first-class level that can prepare players better. But all the comments they make, they make it very well, and, and it's definitely things that we, and when I say we, myself, Rob, Inuk, uh, and all the powers that be um, are, are, are chatting about and definitely want to put in place. Yeah, and I forgot to warn you, there's a huge Ryan Rickleton fan club here on SAFM, uh, coach. And rightly so, <laughs> and rightly so. The boys, uh, he can't stop scoring, you know. Yeah, uh, um, yeah look, I mean, the one, the one listener asked about providing opportunity for young players, I yeah. think it's all about timing. Um, and hopefully, when we announce our squad, um, uh, once once I've sat with the selectors and we can then see where we're going to go with all of this, you know, but we cannot ignore performances. Um, but we've also got to be very strategic in when we and how we introduce this guy. Do you, do you think, Coach, you're going to have a challenge maybe in convincing some of the young players to to put more focus on test cricket? And the reason I'm asking, it looks like T20, obviously it's more mm. lucrative and it's like the way to go. And we spoke to Devil Brevis last year and everybody was talking about him, but he was telling us he didn't play the first-class game or four-day game. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously T20 is where, is where the... the, the the big money is, um, and also that's where you get showcased. You know, you 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 get out in the shop window, and the rest of the world can see you, and potentially get an IPL gig or a CPL, whatever the case may be. So, look, I, I think we shouldn't see the the T20 game as as an enemy. You know, it's an ally. The, in the modern day game, um, players are transitioning from T20 cricket into Test cricket. So there's nothing to suggest that a player who's played T20 cricket but hasn't played as much first-class games, cannot go on and play. And I'm not one, one minute suggesting that that's the case uh, with someone like Devo Bevers where he's going to walk into a test side. Mm. I think there has to be some sort of experience built. But um, I think you've got to allow that. You've got to, The two can coexist. Test cricket and T20 cricket can coexist. And the top players, trust me, they want to play test cricket. Right? They, we must actually, and, and I think CSA has been brilliant in that, in finding uh, an opportunity where guys can go out and play in these leagues and earn good money, but then still come back and play for South Africa. Mm-hmm. And just finally, Coach Shukri Conrad, what's your, what's your stance or what's your view on transformation in, in our cricket? What's my view on it? Mm. <laughs> I mean, your track record speaks for itself. Well, there, there you have it. So there's my answer. <laughs> yeah. You believe in giving uh, opportunities? Well, we have to. Um, it's a responsibility. It's not like achievement when you do it. Mm. Um, but we've got to, again, we talk about changing the narrative. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Is Katisa Rabada a black fast bowler? No, he's not. He's, he's a, a fast, fast bowler. bowler. He's a fast bowler, a world-class fast bowler that happens to be black. Mm. Somebody turned to Babuma, ticks all the boxes of being a quality test batsman. He happens to be black, and I think that's where we've got to change it. You know, We've got to stop mm. worrying about finding a black. We've got to get our batters, and we've got to invest in these guys, and we've got to get our top players, and Look, you've got a responsibility to, 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 to ensure that your national team uh, depicts and shows off to the, to the demographics of the country, mm. but the guys are high-performing players. They're doing the business, you know.
Yeah, and I think that's also what the guys want. They also want to be picked on merit. But thanks, Coach, for giving us some time here. It's been a pleasure talking to you and finding out more about you. Your appointment since Monday, I've seen it's been well uh, received. A lot of people have a lot of respect for you and what you've done in domestic cricket. And I think this appointment is well-deserved. And we wish you all the best of luck, Coach. Thanks, thanks. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Coach Shukri Conrad, the new coach of the Proteus Test team, speaking to us here on SAFM. He'll also take charge of the three matches against England uh, next week before Rob Walter takes over in uh, mid-February when he finishes his coaching duties at... um